Welcome, welcome to episode five of the Food Circle Business Life podcast. Uh, this week, it's just myself and James. Hi, James. Hiya. And we're, this is the first time we've done it remotely as well, isn't it? So I'm at my house, you're at yours, up in Doncaster. I'm in Sheffield. Yeah, yeah it's a weekend jobless. We didn't, didn't get time last week, did we, So I was going to say, yeah, do you want to explain to the uh, the audience why, why this is the first time we're also doing it on a weekend? <laughs> Well, um, well, first of all, we've not done one for a while, have we, for various reasons, because we've been really busy um, trying to basically uh, hire people and <laughs> uh, scale up the business to the next level and all that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, the reason for the uh, weekend recording is uh, we've tried, well, we, we actually recorded, didn't we, a whole episode? Yeah. Um, it's now Sunday, we did it on Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah, and we li- listened back to the whole thing, and because we've got new mics, we didn't quite get the uh, audio set up right, and it just it was unlistenable. So, um, hopefully, it'll sound just as off the cuff and uh, natural as the first time around. But yeah, it's the second time recording it. Um, we were meant to do it on Friday night, but we were absolutely knackered after work, so we didn't get time. And uh, here we are on Sunday, all refreshed and ready to go. Yeah, it's it's actually better this, isn't it? I mean, I don't know if this would work for guests and stuff, but. Um... Yeah, it's actually a lot better because it means we don't have to worry about stuff at work. Don't have to worry about it. You had to answer the door as well doing that first recording. Um, well, who knows? Who mm. knows? Might get an Amazon delivery. Well, yeah, I suppose so, yeah. <laughs> anyway, right, so... Um, what we're going to do is people who are listening to this may or may not remember that it's like over a week ago now we put on our um our story our instagram story that we put out some questions for you guys to ask us to talk about on the podcast because it's just myself and james this week um so we thought we'd go through those james yeah absolutely and i'm sure that we'll go off on tangents here there and everywhere but uh yeah thank you for everyone that sent the question to us Yes, thank you very much. Um, we try and get through all of them. I've had we asked them on our Instagram. I also asked on at Paul Food Circle, so I've got some off there. I'm gonna nice I'm gonna kick off. That. Yes, at Paul Food Circle on on, uh, on Instagram, and also at James Food Circle as well. Thank you. Yeah, not been active enough lately, but anyway, I'll try and bring that try and bring that back. Busy, busy, aren't we? Um, yeah, indeed. So okay. Uh, so the first one is yep. probably is really good. Actually, it's probably my favourite one. Um, sorry to be bias and unfair of anybody else but hey uh, yeah. at get dot fit with kelly on instagram thanks kelly. Um, thank you kelly this is a good one what's the first thing i'm putting this to you james first what's the first thing you're going to do when the world is normal again oh well for for me it's a case of just think of everything that you miss um about you know not being able to do normal things now and you know i'll caveat this with um touch wood you know fit and healthy and uh not had a, an encounter with uh with covid at this point and uh family are well and all that stuff which is all good so i'm not i'm not sort of complaining anyway but um there are things that you miss um yeah. going to football yeah being a big one i'm sure it's the same for you as well yeah um you know going to restaurants going to watch films um Going to the gym actually at the minute because that's closed and I can feel myself getting more and more sort of out of shape and out of out of, um, out of fitness as the <laughs> the uh, weeks go by. Mm. Uh, not that that's an excuse really because I should just uh, find another way to work out. But um, 
Yep. So all those sort of things, usual stuff, really. Um, and obviously, you know, being able to see people as normal and all that kind of thing, um, it's just not been ideal. And actually, business-wise, it's not been ideal either because mm. it's kind of, whilst we've grown a lot during this pandemic, it's kind of hindered us a little bit in terms of being able to uh, have meetings and see people and, you know, we're trying to grow our team and it's sort of hindered interviewing and all that sort of stuff as well. So, yeah, I'd just be glad to be able to, um, you know, not have to treat everybody as if they've got virus. So what's the first thing you're going to do, though, when it goes back to normal? That's a good point. Sorry, a bit of a long-winded answer there. <laughs> no, uh, it was a good answer. It was a good answer. The first thing I want to do is book some sort of trip or holiday or something like that. And I know that's quite a quite a privileged thing to say, but uh, yeah, I do miss uh, being able to get away every now and again. So I think mm. as soon as there's any sort of, I mean, there's people who are braver than me who will be booking um, holidays and trips and stuff now, but I think as soon as we know that kind of it's going to be allowed and it's going to be safe, uh, I think that's one of the first things that I'm going to look to do. What about you? Yeah, no, all, all the above. Uh, but first thing, yeah, uh, so obviously, um, not obviously, people don't know, my missus from uh, Dublin, All her fam- we haven't seen her family since last February, almost mm-hmm. a year to the day, actually. Um, so go there, but I can't say go to the pub before that, can I? Because I'll get in trouble. So uh, go <laughs> what, book a you trip just said to, it now. to Dublin, <laughs> go to the pub with my mates, go to the match, all of those three. Yeah, but what's the first thing? First thing I'm going to do? Well, I think I'd... I'd um, first thing I'm going to do... Yeah, probably book a book a trip. I agree. It's a minute. To being able to, you, you lost a year of our lives, basically. Everyone has. Um, yeah. It's, I think it's... it's grim. I think it's um, probably... I'm not, I'm not going to say that it's affecting one group more than any other, but I do feel sorry for um, people that are starting out at university and stuff mm. like that, you know. Um, people who are sort of having their freedom taken away from from that, really. Yeah, yeah. People that live alone and stuff. That there's people yeah. that like you, like you know, and I know that going the match and stuff is their life. They go to the pub before the match, meeting with their friends, and then uh, you know that's that's everything. And you know that must be just grim. So yeah. very it's fortunate, really, but yeah, it's a really horrible. good point as well. People that are isolated, living alone. You know, the elderly that maybe have. Um, you know, had company and had people coming to see them and stuff like that, and maybe can't get out as easily as everybody else and mm. uh, stuff like that. Yeah, it's not, it's not been good. But anyway, good hopefully. time to start a business, though, if that's what people want to do. Listening to this, I'd say, yeah. Well, if you've got free time, um, especially yeah. if you're getting paid during that free time, and you've got no um, financial worries, and you're able to save a little bit from um, not going out and being as social as you were before. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'd, say it's, I'd say it's a very good time, uh, 100%. definitely. Especially in e-commerce. <clears throat> um, yeah. Uh, so thank you, uh, Kelly, was it? Thank you, Kelly. Um, so next question. Uh, at Fitties Eats, Fitties Eats, F-I-T-I. Hopefully we're getting that right. Z Eats. Excuse me. Um, what do you do with products that don't sell beyond best before dates? Okay. Do you want to start on that one? Um, I no, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, it's becoming like Parkinson, this, isn't it? Me interviewing you. Um, yeah. yeah what, uh, so good question. Um, basically, so people will know already um, that we donate stock to the Real Junk Food Project. Um, yeah. It was an amazing uh, social enterprise up in Leeds. Um, 
So that's it's sort of like a food bank set up, but they sort of um, run um, other uh, like things as well, don't they? Events and um, you know support. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, yeah, they uh, cater for other yeah um, organizations organizations as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we donate to them. We also we actually sometimes people will notice that we I think the world is opening up to buying best before date products and eating, consuming past best before date. There's a lot of work going on that we're very um, we've got our finger on the pulse with basically in the industry where there's it, people are being encouraged to eat past best before date products. Um, organizations like Approved Food. We were speaking to the owner next week. I've been doing that for years. Uh, too good to go. We're doing a campaign at the moment with a lot of the brands that we work with, where it's actually there's going to be a little thing on on the um, packet of products. It's going to say something like, I think it's um, smell it, taste it, don't waste it, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so we're we're going to get behind that as well, and we might start selling uh, some. We might have a page uh, on the website that's past best before date. That might be something coming in 2021. We need to think about it and speak to a few people about it. But yeah, that's. I, th- I think there's becoming more of an acceptance of it, uh, which is a good thing because it means there's going to be less waste. Um, it's ridiculous that, you know, a biscuit hits best before date and people don't eat it. It's it's abs- We're going to do more content on it actually and compare and contrast the same product past best before date compared to the same product that's got three months left and see if you can do a. Should we do a blind taste test? Yeah, we should. That'd be a good. That'd, that'd be a good, good idea. That I think that'd probably work well on TikTok as well. Yeah, um, which we're trying to way. focus on. But yeah, I think I think it's probably quite a good opportunity. I mean, a lot of people will know already. But um, best before dates and use by dates. Number one, like people uh, have wildly kind of varying different attitudes to it. Mm. So uh, in our customer base, we've got people that are right over at one end of the spectrum of um, if it's date is the. 26th of february and now it's the 27th they won't eat it anymore no um and they feel like it needs to be thrown away and then at the other end of the spectrum we've got people who will buy stuff that's got a day's life on it or um is on the day and will receive it a couple of days after when it gets delivered to them and they'll be fine with it and they'll just eat it at their own pace whenever um and then we've probably got people in between as well who are a little bit more wary and will probably um be a little bit conscious of it but i think um, for anybody that's not kind of well versed on it, which might not be many people, but it's worth saying. Yeah. Um, obviously, use by dates. You know, I'm not saying eat beyond use by date. Don't do that because it's often oh. um, a food safety issue. But best before dates are, um, are a quality uh, measure um, recommended yeah. by manufacturers and retailers. Um, and when a product is past its best before date, it doesn't mean that the safety um is compromised in any way um it could, could do if it's years and years past but you know a few days or even a few months um there's no safety issue whatsoever but you might see the quality starts to change so mm. it's an important distinction i think and by people knowing that um i think it would help you know to to save a lot of uh, food waste in in households as well yeah i can see the future of it changing i can see it being the name changing for best before date um or best before end it's called in it on the pack yeah. um yeah I'd, I'd definitely predict something like that happening in the next 10 years or something um, yeah and i can see um i can see retailers 
mm. big, you know, normal retailers getting getting more uh, on board with that as well. Mm. Um, you know, they've got yellow sticker sections now for things that are short dated, but I think there's, um, you know, because there's so much more of a focus on food waste, I think that we will start to see retailers probably have another section that's, you know, kind of mm. um, well kind of messaged. Yeah. Sort of thing that says, um, you know, these products might be past, past past the date by a few days or a few weeks, depending on what it is, or bread that's like, you know, out of date yesterday or whatever. Uh, take it home and freeze it or yeah, take it home and store it in the right way and, and it'll be fine type thing. Yeah, it, they, I don't think they do enough, the retail. <clears throat> we've, we've been saying this for years. I remember saying this at a rap conference like... Um, what in five years ago it's like it's that, that yellow sticker stuff just makes it look crap it makes you straight away think oh it's bad quality um i buy uh when i buy chicken from aldi like the cooked chicken that you put in wraps and stuff um it says like 30 percent off on it because it's like tomorrow's date or something yeah um which i think probably puts people off if anything. yeah i think i think quite often those sections aren't very well presented and it's no. probably something that retailers if there's more of a focus on it, they might start to correct that because quite often if it's got a yellow sticker on it, it also looks a bit bashed or a bit kind yeah. of packaging doesn't look that nice or someone's like tried to open it or whatever. Um, so I think, yeah, you know, there might still be that, but I think there might be, I mean, obviously we've seen um, supermarkets start to sell like wonky fruit and veg and that's yeah. branded up as normal and the pack looks pristine, but it just says the word wonky on it. Yeah. Um, and I think we might see more of a kind of um, shift towards better presentation of yellow sticker and short dated and yeah. possibly possibly past best before dates because it's, you know, people are more and more aware of it, more and more savvy, I think. And, you know, there's people out there, um, there's social media accounts and stuff like that where people, um, they only buy that stuff and they make meals out of whatever they can find in, in yellow sticker aisles and stuff like that. And they total up what they've saved and all that sort of thing, which... Is becoming more and more of a movement, I think. Shout out to Reduction Raider. Yeah, absolutely. Brilliant. It is actually brilliant, to be fair. It's amazing. We've been a long time, uh, long time follower, haven't we? Yeah. Uh, no, she might, might get on the podcast, actually. That would be good, wouldn't it? Um, so, what was gonna, yeah, so you're going to start seeing um, the, people start seeing more content from us on that as well, I think. I think that's coming. Um, yeah, yeah so Keep your eyes peeled on that. So, next question. Okay. Next question is from Bright Aditya. Yep. I don't know. I don't know if that's his name. I can't. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong. So it's Bright Aditya. All all one word at Bright Aditya on Instagram. Uh, what made you start this wonderful business? That's that's nice. That's a nice question. Thank that's you. A very nice comment. Yeah. Thank you, Bright. Um, so uh, James and I started this business. What made you start it? Um, I think you're probably the best place to start off on this because you, it started from you, didn't it, really? Yeah, in, in a way. Um, so, so basically, we, uh, James and I were working together uh, at a place called Company Shop Limited, who are a surplus food retailer and a, a bloody brilliant one at that. Um, we were working there from 2014 to 2017. Yeah. About two two and a bit years in, I got I started to want to start a business, basically. Uh, naturally um started thinking of ideas and what to do i wanted to do e-commerce thought that was a way forward and saw that there was an opportunity in surplus food basically inspired by the model at company shop obviously um I've, well to be fair before that i was wondering i was trying to think of what to do going through like a lot of uh, people do you know 
trying to think of business ideas all the time and writing them in your notes app and all this sort of stuff and an idea came to mind and then thought well it's, it's actually the opportunity is probably staring straight in front of me at work every day i think this is you know i'm good at this i'm good at being able to find um a surplus opportunities and working with brands and and selling a service so why not just do a little spin on it and, and uh, i saw that um well initially the business was going to be a, a wholesale business like a middleman like we buy stock from i don't know a, a, a brand in bulk and then sell it abroad to a retailer or something like that and then thought that's really boring um actually and just a lot of it's just a bit of, there's not much innovation to play with there, is there? And you can't really stand out much. And yeah, it's, I just thought, why not? I was actually driving, um, a lot of ideas for me come in the car. And I was, I was actually driving from Portsmouth to Sheffield because I used to go to Pompey a lot. Um, and just thought, it just came into my mind, it might just sell it to people, make a retail out of it. And, thought, yeah. and then it's like, then the ideas just never leaves your head. People will know this, anyone that started a business, just like you're, <clears> you're just constantly thinking of it um it's and then all these other things come into your mind like you know it could be could be something where you're um not only saving food from going to waste and surplus food but also you sell it at a discount obviously um so therefore you can help people to live healthier for less whilst saving food from going to waste um mm -hmm. which before that was it it's just unbelievable um like no you can't really do that anywhere else and that's why I pitched the idea to you at, yeah. at work. <laughs> and it, it was in line with trends as well, I think, at the yeah. time. Yeah, it um, was. You know, the focus on, there's many reasons why we did the focus on kind of health products and um, dietary meat, because we started off doing quite a lot of gluten-free stuff, didn't we? Yeah. Um, and I think that came from sort of trends at the time and an interest in it from us and kind of saw that opportunity to focus on the area that maybe other people in the space weren't as well. Yeah. Um, I, I'd just like to say, by the way, sorry if we've offended anybody that's a wholesaler or a middleman. Um, <laughs> um, I don't think you meant it's a boring business, but maybe not something, to me. Not something that lit your, um, exactly. lit your fire. So, yeah. So the way that I came to it is obviously um, Paul started to have these ideas and just asked me for my thoughts, basically at work, um, I think, yeah. initially. Sort of started to help you out a bit. We were kicking around ideas and... Uh, and I think we were in the uh, the gym at work because they had um, like a, an on-site gym at one end of the office. Um, and we ended up having sort of a chat in the car park after a gym session, I think. And uh, didn't I say that I'm leaving? <laughs> I'm, I'm well, definitely uh, leaving work. I think we I think we'd been discussing the idea, and I think you yeah. said, "Yeah, I'm I'm going for it. Um, I need a co-founder. Yeah. Um, so would you be interested?" Um, and um, it was like. Um, both an easy and difficult decision for me mm. like i suppose it didn't need any any like selling to me because it really appealed the idea of like starting something new mm. from scratch being um being involved in that um but obviously you know all the all the stuff around leaving work leaving a kind of secure or what felt like a secure job and a secure paycheck and all that sort of thing um that came into it as well so i sort of went away and did a bit of thinking for a, a couple of days and then you know, it's too at that point in time for me. It was too good of a chance to to pass up. You know, I didn't want to look back and and um, think that I should have done that and should have been involved in it. And I didn't take that kind of risk. Yeah, while I can really, yeah, financially and in my you know situation and everything like that. And at my age, I just thought you know, 
even if this doesn't work out, it's just a chance that I can't I can't miss. Yeah. No, absolutely. And, and anyone that's think of starting a business, I'd highly recommend you do it. It's especially if you're going to start like a retailer or something, you need, you need a co-founder. Um, hundred percent. That's a piece of advice I got. Um, and yeah, it's, it's so, it's so true. You, you desperately, you really do need one. Imagine, you know, how busy we've been, how stressed out we've been. Imagine that just being yourself. Yeah. That's, I mean, kudos to people that do it. Cause I don't really know how they do, but I think for me, especially like, <clears throat> my personality type and my strengths and weaknesses and stuff like that. Um, I don't think I'd be able to cover all bases there, you know? No. And um, I think some of the knockbacks that we had in the early days, and stuff like that, um, I think they just might've been too much for one person. Yeah. Um, especially, you know, for me, like I've got better at it, but taking like harsh um, criticism, sometimes like, you know, unjustified at times or unfounded if you like but um you know that that can deter people yeah um, and i think it would have deterred me more if i'd not had somebody else to kind of you know to be backed up by and um to work with on that so so yeah i think um i think having a co-founder is a really good idea unless unless you feel like you've got to control everything and you've got to you've got the kind of range of temperament and skill set to do that but I don't think many people could could take all that on, especially no. when if like a business starts to take off. Absolutely, yeah, no, I, I totally I mean, agree. I mean, even when we were like it just started and we didn't really, you know, we didn't we're nowhere near the scale that we are now. We were still busy, you know, because mm. you've got all sorts of ideas. And yeah. in a, in any business, when you're doing everything yourself and kind of bootstrapping as we did, there's always there's always like you know mundane stuff to be done. There's yeah. always loads of loads of stuff to be done in any business. Like I don't care what business it is, you can't just you can't just sort of fly through it. There's always no. those always responsibilities. There's always you know there's always yeah. stuff to be done. Yes, absolutely. You've got to be prepared. If anyone's about to start their own business that's by themselves, you've got to be prepared um, for shit to hit the fan, basically. Um, on, yeah. on a, on a we'll weekly get onto basis, that, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, we will. So, yeah, we'll get onto that. That's probably one of the questions yeah. coming up. Um, a question that we had that was from one of my mates, who I, who I won't name actually, because um, you know, if you're, he is looking at starting a company, and if sometimes if you want, if you're thinking about starting a business, you want to keep it to yourself, especially in the early days. Um, so I'm not going to mention him, but he asked, um, he texted me last week saying, why did I choose you? Why did I pick James to start a business with? Um, I've touched on it a little bit. So, so James and I worked together. Uh, why am I saying James and I? Me and you worked together um, for three years and had a good working relationship. Like we you know, did really well in that department. Um, and it's just sort of a natural, nice working relationship. Um, so it just made sense. Like if you've, if you've worked with somebody um well and it's been fine um then you know why not um so you know we've, we've got opposite strengths and weaknesses james what james is good at really stronger i'm normally really weak at and the other way around um just naturally so i think that sort of helps um to not very hot-headed so there's no like major arguments or anything um that just doesn't happen because i think we've both got our head well You've got your head screwed on more than me. Not sure about that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and, and just approach things, um, you know, in a very similar manner sometimes, especially problems and problem solving. Um, 
so I think you need to. I, I think if you tr if you're looking for a co-founder, and they're very similar to you, um, that I think that can be a bit. That might get a bit tricky, in my personal opinion. Yeah, possibly. Um, I think. I've, I'm glad we've actually got the chance to redo this in a way because I've been thinking about this question mm. a little bit. Good. And um, I think because we worked closely together um, in the same team at work um, and under the same um, same manager, the same boss that yeah. um, kind of instilled a certain way of working into us, yeah, um, which was really effective and, you know, based around kind of doing business in the right way. Um, I think that really helped um, yes. with us. Yeah, good point. I did like working that. together going forward because, you know, we, when we were at our previous place, we saw lots of different ways of doing doing business, but because we were taught this one way, yeah. this, this structure that we had to sort of fall back on, um, it kind of made, like you said, it made that like problem-solving approach kind of um, easy, if you like, or mm -hmm. not easy, but we've we've always sort of been pretty much more or less on the same page yeah, yeah. with it because and that's why i don't think we've had any catastrophic kind of mm. um divergences in terms of how we uh think that things should be done that's a good point actually and, oh, yeah. and even if we do disagree on sort of minor points i think within that kind of structure we've got the same yeah. view on it yeah i think even if we have like um tactical kind of maybe disagreements or think that things should be done in a slightly different way i think it's in this same like mindset and the same framework mm -hmm. so it never becomes like um we're never too far away basically never too far apart so i think oh. it's quite easy to resolve and i'm open-minded to different ways of doing things and different ideas and i think you are as well so mm -hmm. usually it's not a case of oh no that's not going to work it's a case of um let's just try it and yeah if it doesn't work it doesn't work it's fine yeah, it's absolutely. You got to, you know, there's got to be a bit of give and take there, wasn't there? Which is um, the same in partnerships in all walks of life, really. If you think about yeah. it. Um, well, I mean, I mean, uh, you know, another thing. How many times have you seen at work, and you know, we saw it in our old place where mm. you'd come up with an idea or someone would suggest something, and it'd get kind of shot down. Yeah, yeah. All the time. That's just not, just not a, a way to progress. I don't think. No. You know? saying we'd tried this 10, 15 years ago and it didn't work or whatever, um, yeah. or just one person's opinion against another. Um, exactly. Who knows? Like, you know, I think we've we've been surprised by some things that have worked hmm. in our business. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you might think, oh, that sounds like a daft idea. And then you try it and it's, uh, hmm. you know, like doing a podcast. No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then you try and it works really well. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, good question, thought, yeah, it was a really good question. That actually, thank you, uh, my thanks friend. Thanks to Jerry, not his real name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, thanks, Jerry. Uh, <laughs> what? So we've had because you'll have finally edited this like a professional. No one will be able to tell, but we actually have to. We cut out because James, James basically lives in the middle of nowhere. I won't say where James lives, but uh, yeah. So obviously, he's struggling with his. Uh... To be honest, our Wi-Fi never just goes off like that. Like very rarely. But it would do typically in the middle of a middle of a podcast recording, wouldn't it? Exactly. Right. So I'm getting up another question from the same. Oh, I remember it now. So the same friend. He said, "What's your been your lowest point so far and stuff running your business?" Oh my god. Well, we've kind of had a, a sneak preview of each other's answers for this, haven't we? Because we've already tried to record this once. But 
there's a couple that stick out <clears throat> in my mind. Um, the obvious one being our, our first website, um, just as we started to get some traction. And I'm doing sort of air quotes for those that are watching, but for those that are not watching. But what I mean by traction is we started to actually get a few orders from people that we, we don't know. Because the first like couple of months, it was just family and friends ordering from us, probably out of sympathy more than anything. Um, but yeah, we just started to kind of get somewhere really. And I remember where we were actually. We were in we were in the gym group. Shout out to the gym group mm. uh, in Sheffield doing like um, promotional kind of stand, if you like, like selling products in there, giving out leaflets, stuff like that to try and try and get people interested, basically. And uh, we were getting, I think we had like maybe three or four orders that evening and they had no information with them whatsoever. And I think people were being charged as well. I remember that. Oh, God, um, yeah. So we had no way of contacting them. We had no way of um, sending it out because we didn't have any contact details, address details, anything like that. We just had an order there with payment, I think, um, and <laughs> nothing else. So it felt like the world had sort of caved in at that point because... We had to put some out, I think, on Facebook and Instagram and stuff to say, if you've ordered from us tonight, like in the last three hours, please email us or whatever, because we've um, our website's basically had a nightmare. And uh, yeah, that, that was a low point because you just start to think we've blown it. Like we've got we've got a few customers now and we've messed up our first kind of chance to impress them, if you like. Yeah. Um, not that we had, not that it was our fault or anything, but thankfully people were... Very forgiving, and uh, we had to take our website down for a week and start again. And it sounds sounds minor now. And looking back, we can kind of like laugh at it a bit. But at the time, that just felt like we'd uh, you know we'd had a really slow start, probably slower than we expected. Although we didn't expect things to like you know take off overnight. But just as we were starting to get somewhere, and for things to kind of go that badly wrong, um, just felt like you know, are we ever gonna are we ever gonna get there with it? Yeah, um, that was a nightmare. Yeah, and um, what did Shopify I, what came to the rescue? Yeah, Shopify did come to the rescue. Um, I had another one the other day, but I've completely, completely forgotten. Well, I might be able to jog your memory. So, uh, and also just on that, I remember. I think we fixed it. I think we had that. It happened. We were doing that pop up shop in the gym group. Um, I think we fixed it because I remember being at City away, Man City away in the Champions League, mm. and. Um, what a night that was, by the way. Yeah, it was unbelievable. You're a Liverpool fan. That was a that, that was a little flex by me. That. Um, just is that when you got a flapjack thrown at you by the city? No, that was in the league um, <laughs> a couple of years ago when they beat us two one. That went. That was that ninety seven, ninety eight point season. Um, yeah, I remember going getting to the ground, and we had we'd had a, like a few orders. And I was like buzzing, and I went on it. And I was like, I went on the orders, and it just, it said it didn't show any of the details. I was like, oh no. But um, but anyway, so. I, yeah, that's. I'd agree with you on that low point. Um, we'd, this isn't really that bad. We've had one quite recently. It's more of an um, not not a major low point, but more of a uh, um, a setback. Is the whole Brexit thing's been a complete nightmare? Um, it really has. So yeah, so we've had to turn off um, deliveries to Ireland, Republic of Ireland, that is, and the EU uh, because. The couriers just can't do it at the moment. They can't fulfil it. Um, so we've got to wait for them to come back online. I think there is a handful that are on, like DHL and stuff, but honestly, it's like 20 quid to send a parcel there. So it's just not it's just not gonna happen until yeah. our regular service is back underway. And it's not just that, it's all the extra admin and uh checks and all that sort of stuff that we're having to yeah. do now, which is hampering 
uh, not just us, but couriers and stuff like that as well. So, yeah, it's been it's not been it's not been an easy one to digest, to be honest, from us from our point of view, because we've got thankfully like the customers that we've got in Ireland have been really understanding and great Amazing. about it. But um, it's just not good because we obviously um, we pride ourselves and we place a really you know high priority on our customer service, and when you feel like you're kind of letting people down. Um, you know, it's not a good feeling at all, and it, you know, it does, it does bother you. You know, yeah, it's horrible, huge setback. Um, and I, I think, um, I think another, it's not really a low point, but it's more of a. Um, I tried to tell this anecdote on another episode that we did where the um, recording went wrong as well, but um, not a low point, but more of a kind of you look back and you just think it's crazy what we did. So when we when we first started, I think we launched in the January 2018, and in the February we we went to Nuremberg, didn't we, for a um, a big trade show? <laughs> yeah, and uh, <laughs> you know where I'm going with this, don't you? Yeah, and we were so. We were so low on funds at the time that we, um, well, I I booked as a hotel because we, we did it all in one day. We flew to Nuremberg first, at like six a.m. from Stansted, so we were up at like one probably, yeah. um, and we flew back that evening. And I just thought I can't, we can't drive back up from Stansted to to Sheffield. Um, it like having been up for like twenty four hours, mm. it's just not, it's just not healthy. We're gonna end up in a in an accident or something like that so i booked as a hotel out of our own money but we had so little sort of funds to play with at that point that um we didn't actually want to uh, bear any costs that we actually didn't need to so when we flew back from nuremberg back into stansted our hotel was about what a mile away a couple yeah. of miles away down like a dual carriageway with no path uh, we didn't want to pay for the shuttle bus that took us there from the airport so we walked along a dual carriageway at sort of what was it like midnight 1am something like that yeah um in stansted to get back to our hotel freezing cold walked along kind of like a grassy muddy verge to get back and uh yeah we slept well that night but just let <laughs> look back on that story and just think i don't know what it shows about us whether we're mad or whether we just had such kind of determination to yeah. save every penny that we could and make sure that we were um, doing the best for the business at that point. But just, uh, you know, it's the lengths that you go to, I suppose, when you kind of like don't know how things are going to pan out and you're just trying to save money. Yeah, I know. It's, it's ridiculous. Um, not a low point, but, where, you know, when we got back, I just sort of felt like, bloody hell, this is, this is like, this is hard work. Yeah. <laughs> and nothing came from that trip either, did it, at all? No, other than quite a few... Um, well, kind of neat historical sites that we were able to yeah, see. Yeah, good. Yeah, well, yeah. Good. If you're into uh, history, go to Nuremberg. It's really good. Go to the Valley area. Mm. Um, that's a nice city. Uh, but yeah, I'd say another low point for me was um, going for, basically running out of money and having to uh, try and find a, a job on the side, which didn't happen in the end because I ended up flipping stuff from Costco, um, yeah. which is a good way to earn some money if anyone wants to try that. Um yeah, from Costco on eBay. Um, Please go into that story more because it's a good one. Which one, the Costco one or the Deliveroo one? Well, both. Uh, I think set the scene like we um, we got to a point where we got to probably September, October in our first year. Yeah. About eight nine months in, and we'd not really we'd not made any money. We'd not really done that many sales. Turnover was probably about what five grand, something like that. Yeah. 
um, for more than half a year, which obviously, you know, that's just turnover. Like it's not to live on. You can't live on probably five grand in half a year, but that's just turnover. Um, so then it did get to a point where we'd sort of, you know, gone through our savings that yeah. we saved up before leaving work. And um, we were living off that for the time being. And then that sort of started to dry up and you're like, well, we're not making any money. Where do we go from here? And it did get to that point where kind of mm-hmm. like it came that close to what do we do? Do we get part-time jobs um, or full-time jobs or whatever? Nice. Shout out to Tom Bennett, by the way, from the second episode who went into what it's like to work and start a business. Yeah. Um, I mean, thankfully, it didn't get to that point because we sort of turned a corner at that point and we were able to start paying ourselves a little bit and um, making it work. But there was a, a real kind of danger of not being able to focus on the business full-time because of money. I think I did. And it, I think I might have said to you at one point, I need a full-time job. Yeah, you did. I remember it. I mean, yeah. I think I think I might have saved up slightly more than you, so I might have had a little bit more. In fact, no, I earned a little bit um, after yeah. you, didn't I? Um, from a bit of work God. that I picked up after I left company shop. But yeah, so you um, you turned to Deliveroo. How did that go? Uh, I don't want. Yeah, it was it was good. That's actually my low point. Yeah, I forgot that I'd said that. I actually did. I had no money left, but. Uh, then for how can I make? I just thought I can't do a full time job. This is just going to be. It's just going to not work. Um, so yeah, no, I, I turned to Deliveroo, which I, you know, if I wouldn't, I went for an interview at Deliveroo, which or what was it called onboarding session? But anyway, it was in um, it was in the big yellow storage, um, <laughs> big yellow storage in Sheffield City Centre. Which I thought was weird when I got the email. I was like, "What we're going to be doing? Sat in there, all stood around in and uh, like a in a unit." Um, well, not even that. The car park of yeah, and then it again, turned out turned up there because um, we had that free city centre uh, office, didn't we? So it was just down the road. I turned up there, and everyone was like stood around, and it was like you would go up to people and you're like, "Are you here for the delivery thing?" They're like, "Yeah," and I'm like, "Where is it?" And he's like, oh, "He's over there." So it's this this lad sat in his car like this bmw and he sat in the um in the driver's seat and you'll go up to him with your forms and stuff like you drive a copy of the driver's license just give it to him and he goes yeah i sound i went to do it but i didn't have something i can't remember what it was i don't think i had my insurance because you've, you've got a um if you want to go into doing um delivery with your car you have to have food courier insurance or something. You have to change your policy, which I hadn't done. So he even and he said, told me that, and I was like, "All right, I'll do that." Then and come back another time. I just left that thinking, "What am I doing? Like this is ridiculous. Like what on earth is that all about?" Um, so it was just it was it was shoddy really. And then I thought, "I've got to think of something else here because this isn't going to happen." Um, um, sorry to cut you off, but a long time before uh, social distancing as well that you were passing yeah. forms through a guy's car window. <laughs> it was, it's, I don't know if they still do, they mustn't still do that, but it was absolutely. Yeah. If anyone's Bizarre. experienced that, please uh, <laughs> please email us or DM us. That'd be funny, but yeah, it's ridiculous. So yeah, started going to Costco instead and went around Costco with an eBay app where you can do the barcode scan and scan loads of stuff to see how much it sells for on eBay, how much they sell it in Costco. Um, it's actually it's, it's pretty slim pickings to be able to do that to be honest in Costco it's not that cheap really uh, but I found these like Under Armour Adidas Under Armour pants <laughs> that you go running in and stuff and yeah it was just a, it was an um, you know a diamond in the rough in Costco and was just clipping them like eight quid on top of the purchase price 
and drop shipping them every time I put it, I put them up for sale on eBay, a really nice listing on there uh, that looked great. And then whenever someone uh, placed, placed an order, I'd go to Costco, buy it and post it out. Uh, I made some money on the postage as well. So that was, that held me up actually. I remember that quite well, actually. Yeah. Uh, we had a small like unit, like basically the size of a garage at that point and uh, two desks in one corner of it. And yeah. all, all of our stock around us, by all of our stock, I mean like just a few pallets, whatever we had at that point. And I remember Paul sort of getting out of his seat and dashing off to Costco and coming back with like a carrier bag of boxer briefs to put uh, to pack and post boxer out. <laughs> yeah, that's when we started getting somewhere, I think, when we'd moved to that unit in Mambers, which is North Barnsley or wherever, wherever it is. Yeah, uh, we started to get somewhere then, didn't we? Because we had that little startup loan as well, which was actually really helpful. We'd recommend them. So, what are they called? Startup loans company. Yeah, I think so. If you, I think if you Google startup loans, it's it's on there. That helped massively, I think. We yeah. started to go places then. Um, we'll take little steps towards taking some sort of wage. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, so it's um, in terms of low point. I think the I think the 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 website and you know. Probably, I don't know, website and running out of money jointly yeah. were like the uh, the lowest points, I think. 100%. For sure. Because I think the Brexit thing now, we can kind of, although it's disappointing, we can we can, um, we can can at least look back on the fact that we've, you know, but overall, like, the picture is hot, uh, positive yeah. and healthy. Whereas, yeah, then, exactly. whereas then things going wrong is like, well, we're not even, we're not actually getting anywhere at this point. So, <laughs> so yeah. Good. Next question. Uh, we've already answered this, but I'll shout out anyway. Jamie's diet guide is called Jamie Wright. He's been writing some blogs for us. People may have seen. How did you yeah. guys get started? We've answered that, but um, thanks anyway for the, for the question, Jamie. Yeah, Big thanks, Jamie, out. and thanks for your hard work on the uh, the blogs as well. Yeah, they're, they're amazing. Aren't they? Go and check them out on our go and check mm. them out on our uh, health and lifestyle blog section on our website. Podcast is re- oh, this is from Kyron Cont at Kyron Cont on Instagram. Podcasters rate good cheers. You must be from Yorkshire. Uh, do you like Thanks, working Karen. with startups? I'm not sure what he means there. I, I assume he means like buying stock from startup brands. Yeah. So um, I think the answer to that is yes. Um, we we do um, because we were one ourselves, you know, not so long ago. Well, we still are really, I suppose. What are we to three mm. years in? Kind I don't of. know. Are we, are we a startup? I don't know. Probably not. It's within uh, within very much within memory anyway. And uh, yeah, startups are, are generally like pretty good and pretty easy to work with. You know, you get generally to deal with the like the founder, um, and you get you know you can get a sense of their passion for it for the product yeah. they've they've created in terms of supplying us. Obviously, for us, like people look out for the the well known brands, but there's quite a few you know maybe um, more startup or challenger brands that work really well for us, and um, yeah. you know. If we if we if we'd not engage with those kind of startup businesses, we you know we wouldn't have those those good products. So so yeah, I think uh, we we love it. And I don't know if it, if this question extends to kind of working with other startups in a kind of passing on our experiences and our learnings mm-hmm. kind of capacity. But uh, yeah, we, we we always look for opportunities to do that as well. Not that you know we're positioning ourselves as any kind of experts or anything like that, but. I think yeah. Any um, anybody that started a business has got at least some learnings and, and stuff to share. And if we can if we can share any of ours, then that's that's a good thing. We've always Agreed. got time for that. 
I haven't got any more to add to that, mate. That's that's uh, spot. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna rifle through the next because you you just went a bit crackly then, so I'm, I'm worried about your internet. I'm going to rifle through the next three to four questions. Keep them. Uh, I'll try. I'll, I'll answer this one. So Alex Linnell, who is a friend of ours and a friend of the business. Um, Thank you, Alex. Thanks for the questions, mate. Really appreciate it. Um, and good to chat to you last week as well. Uh, so, was Food Circle? Oh, by the way, Alex's handle on uh, Instagram is Alex S J Linnell. So, was Food Circle always going to be called Food Circle? No, it wasn't. It was the. We had loads of different names. Like we wanted to keep it. Um, we wanted to keep it. Uh, like have some sort of some sort of retail and food in there but also make it about the environment it's obviously it's surplus food so it had to have a unique spin on it we've had like i remember was writing down on a piece of, on an a4 sheet like you know earth earth circle circle earth retail um the earth company all sorts of stuff like that and then had like food and circle um and then my dad said uh no my dad said paul's food circle didn't he because initially mm -hmm. it was just going to be me one before I pitched the idea to you. Um, and I was like, I don't like Paul's food circle. <laughs> I don't like having my name in it, but I like the food circle bit. And then, yeah, that's where it came from, really, wasn't it? Yeah, I think um, we've always, and, you know, I think there's we've spoken to people that sort of don't like it or whatever, but I think um, I think it's worked well for us. And I think we've we've always tried to focus it around the circular economy, sort of principle and we did a we did a post on instagram actually recently about the kind of origins of where we thought of it from and what our logo means and stuff like that yeah and um i think um in the surplus industry i suppose there is kind of a bit of a i don't know not a stigma but not everybody wants to be associated with discount i suppose it's a no. word that i'm hesitating to use because we know we do sell at a discount we sell cheaper than yeah um, most, most retailers on most of our products um, so I think we wanted to keep the focus around that circular economy thing of actually there's more to this than just cheaper than usual or mm. short dated like protein bars or whatever it might be um, you know there's a there's a wider message around it Yeah, um, and I think that's important because it's important that for, our, for the brands that we work with especially that consumers know know why we do what we do Mm -hmm. um, because if you just see, I don't know, a case of grenade bars for 14 quid when you'd normally pay £2.50 a bar, which is what, 30, 30 mm -hmm. quid ish, um, you might think, well, what's the, what's the deal? Like, why, why am I paying £2.50 a bar in my like local supermarket or whatever it might be? Um, so I think it's important that we have that, that message around it as well as to why that is. And it's not because you've been overcharged elsewhere for, for these products. It's, it's very much because we're um, tackling, tackling waste and tackling surplus products where, you know, retailers require a certain amount of life. And that's usually the reason that we get it. Um, and once it drops below that life, uh, it's kind of still in date and perfectly healthy and perfectly good to eat. But, uh, but you know, retailers for whatever reason that, that you know, that can be a very valid reason they don't they won't take it anymore mm. um, no. so yeah so i think we've gone off on a bit of a tangent again but i think um i think yeah we always tried to incorporate something around circular economy and the environment within our our name so i think 
once we hit on that, um, we've been reluctant to change it and yeah. it seems to work well for us. And um, actually the supermarket bit, we thought about dropping that recently um, when we redesigned our logo. And that's something that I was in favor of because I thought it sounded snappier and better, but we put it out to our customers and they, they liked the uh, liked the supermarket bit and wanted us to keep it. Yeah. So it? we can't argue with that. 60-40, wasn't it? Yeah, 60-40 in favor of keeping it. So who are we to uh, argue with that? If it's something that customers think works, then yeah, you know, we live and die by our customers, don't we? So. <laughs> Absolutely. We absolutely do. Uh, I'm going to try and hurry this up. I've got, I've had a question from a customer, but I can't remember what her name was. Um, I'll try and find it whilst you answer it. Um, what type of protein bar would you make if you had the chance? Like what flavor <laughs> okay. and stuff? So I think we've, um, I think we've touched on this in a live before. Yeah. Instagram live. I think that's still available on our Instagram feed. Am I right? Yeah, yeah, it will be, yeah. IGTV. An IGTV. So... <laughs> Um, well, first of all, I think the from trying quite a lot of protein bars during my time of uh, uh, doing this, uh, being part of this business, I think one of the things that, like the key things that make the best ones for me personally are like um, soft or like gooey filling inside. Yeah. I'm thinking spe uh, specifically about the Warrior Crunch bars that we've got in recently, which I think are... So good, up there with the best in terms of like taste and texture and stuff like that. I think they're amazing. Um, the key lime one, especially, and it's got like crunchy, crunchy outside, and then it's like, like soft, yeah, gooey filling. So, I think if I was going to make a protein bar, I'd try and follow that kind of um formula because I think it just that's the best way. Um, I think they're the ones that, that tend to be the best in terms of flavors and stuff like that. I think, um. I would think about confectionery that I really like, you know, sweets and, and chocolate that I really like and kind of, can they be replicated in a, in a protein bar? So, Biscoff. Biscoff. Please. Yeah. Um, I love like star bars and anything peanut butter. Oh, yeah. um, so if I could replicate that, but you know, in a, in a protein bar, I think that's something that I'd look at. Um, and nostalgia as well. You know, like nostalgic sweets and nostalgic, nostalgic um, chocolate and stuff. Pink Panther, Pink, Pink Panther, Panther protein bar. biscuits. I always, I always go on about this, but that's like for me. If you, if I think like childhood, like favourites, that that's one of them. So mm. if if someone can make a Pink Panther way for protein bar, I think I'd be all over that. Yeah, I'd be up for that. I'd have an um, Lotus Biscoff one. That this this uh, question was asked by Tony T O N I O one nine two on Instagram. Thank you, Tony. Thanks, Tony. That's a fun, nice, fun question. Well, should we have one more, or do you, or do you want two yeah. more? Whatever. Let's keep going. Right. Am I still? Am I still connected? Does it seem stable? No. Yeah, it's fine. You went okay. a bit at one point, but it's okay now. Okay. Right. Two more then. This is from my another one of my friends. This is a different one this time, who I won't mention because he's employed. Let's uh, give him a. Let's give him a fake name. Uh, David. Okay. Thank you, David. Thanks. Um, <laughs> future plans for the business, short and long term. Um, so, short term, short term, I'd say uh, is more brands, obviously. A um, few more categories. So, we're, we're doing more in the vegan space at the moment. 
Um, we've been speaking to some really big companies, one that we probably can't discuss, which would be uh, massive, basically, uh, that I won't, that I can't, I don't think we can talk about. Another one that we probably can, as people saw on our story this week from Coca-Cola Enterprises, we're in contact with them uh, about, in particular, Monster Rain drinks, which we think would go really well with our fantastic customers. So, um, you know, new brands like that, that's the short term plan and, you know, expanding. Obviously, people are going to say more grenade bars. Yes, always. Um, yeah. But, you know, that'll come when it comes if they have more surplus for us. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, I think another thing is kind of um, for us, like internally, um, it's building our team out more so, mm. that we, so that we've got people doing what they're good at, specializing in certain things and freeing us up to kind of um, be creative and yeah. keep taking to keep progressing with the business and bringing in new things and new ideas. So I think we've seen like glimpses or we've, tr- we've tried out some of the stuff that we're thinking about lately. Like I'm thinking mystery boxes. Yes. More stuff like that. Subscription. Probably subscription. Um, loyalty points and schemes and stuff like that, which we've started to do, but we can probably put a bit more thought into that and think about how we can grow that and take it to the, to the next level and stuff like that. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think short term, we've got a few like ideas that are already bubbling away and we're already trying out that we want to expand on. Yeah. Long term is to be proper surplus food retailer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we are a proper surplus food retailer, but I think you well, need yeah, like, yeah. Um, uh, more like a wide ranging, yes, um, broader appeal, more categories, more products, more brands. Um, n- you know, maybe not just to focus on on protein and oh. sports nutrition and health products, although that will that will remain because it's so so well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've got we've got customers that that want that, but we want to offer other things as well and be more things to more people. I suppose that's that's like the way that we see our business growing and progressing further. Yeah. We want to be the Ocado of surplus food. That's that's always the aim since day one still is. And if there's anyone listening out there that can help us to get there, any brands or whatever, I think they might be able to uh, help us then, yeah, give us a shout. But um, yeah, I think it will happen. It's just going to take time like anything. Um, so yeah, that's, that's a long-term aim. So thank you for that question, David. Yeah, thank you. Um, last question. This is from our friend John, John Davis. Yes. <laughs> Will there ever be a boy born who can swim faster than a shark? I'll let you answer that. <laughs> um, will there ever be a boy born that could swim? Probably not. Probably not. No. I mean, they can go pretty fast, aren't they? I mean, they're literally built to glide to you know go through the water like nicely. But yeah. I mean, if you're talking about ever ever like in the whole of humanity's existence you know we've got athletes and swimmers that can move faster than they've ever been able to move before sharks so, will probably be so, extinct by the time uh, it can be possible the way it's going people so wanting fins in a suit and all that rubbish yeah um, evolution evolution you know we might have humans with fins long yeah, after yeah. we long after we've gone and vacated this fine planet <laughs> Thanks for that question, John. <laughs> We've got a bit deep there, haven't we? We've got quite philosophical. It did, this. to say it's an, uh, an office joke. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, <laughs> if, if you've not uh, seen The Office, then uh, 
feel free to skip through that question. But if you have, then I'm sure you will have enjoyed that. It's a bit um, late now. I've listened to it. It is, yeah. It is yeah. a good point. Um, I think that's about it on the questions, mate. Cool. Is there anything else going on? Uh, who have we got next week? Yeah, so next week, episode number six, um, we are speaking with Andy Needham, who is the founder of Approved Food and Morrison Sons, or he's the owner of Approved Food and Morrison Sons. Um, and yeah, another surplus food company, big inspiration to us, another e-commerce um, business as well. Mm. Um, so I'm sure there's loads of stuff that we can cover with Andy, but, you know, uh, great guy, uh, been a massive help to us since we started up. Being yeah. in, you know a very similar arena and stuff like that and one of those people where it's not like um oh, i can't talk to you because you're doing a similar thing to me mm. it's always been very um he's always been very open to helping us out and collaborating and all that sort of thing so um yeah it'd be great to speak to andy get his views get his insights and also hear about um morrison's son and how he got involved with approved food and some of his other business ventures as well yeah, now that will be a good insight because they've just had their millions order approved foods and online yeah. retail. So if you're looking out there to start your own business, then Andy's just, yeah, he'll have a lot of stuff. So really looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, and actually, um, a bit of a benchmark for us, really, mm. uh, in terms of where we want to go, in terms of categories and new products and sort of diversifying our offering a little bit. Yeah. A lot um, because approved food, you know, you can get. You can get pretty much anything on there, can't you? From um, biscuits to fizzy pop to, you know, yeah, pasta, chocolate, drinks, whatever. You know, yeah. they've got they've got a, a huge like wide range, um, and that's you know that's something that we're sort of trying to work towards as well. So, mm-hmm. and um, probably more to come on the best before date stuff as well. Yes, yes, that'll feature heavily next week. Look forward to getting thoughts on that actually. Yeah, because approved food, uh, for people that don't know, do sell past best before date. Um, for anybody that doesn't know like the ins and outs of it, that is that is absolutely allowed. It's fine. Um, and as we touched on earlier, it's about um, it's about food quality and stuff like that. And they, they actually put lots out there about um, about that and, you know, try and help to educate people on, I think I've seen, you know, content from them before around, you know, here's a packet, packet of biscuits that's in date and here's one that's technically out of date and yeah. showing the difference or lack of between the two. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So that'll be really good. No, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Before we sign off, uh, hopefully this uh, sound's been better this week. We, we have invested in new microphones because we just thought the sound wasn't great on our first ones, but hey, you live and you learn. Um, yeah. What we're using, James, we've, we've got Blue Yetis. Because I know people will be interested in this. People are interested in sound engineering and all that sort of stuff, aren't they? And if you want to do your own podcast, this is what we're using. Yeah. Is there a uh, version of anything or is it just Blue Yeti? Uh, I'm not sure. We'll, we can find out and put it out there if anyone's interested. But I think um, we're yet to fully nail how to get it working when we're in the same place. Um, but remotely, hopefully this is a lot better than it, it has been before. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, no, it's really good. So um, thank you, James. I'll let you get on with your Sunday. Yeah, you too. Thanks a lot. And, uh, uh, thanks to anybody that listened, and we'll um, catch you later. Please like. No, you don't like. Do you, do you like the podcast? No, please uh, subscribe and review the podcast um, on all. It's on, we're on everything. Uh, as you, people will know that listen to this, they'll know what we're on already. 
Yeah, and um, feedback's welcome as well. We've got a we've got a contact form on our website where you can yeah. get hold of us if uh, if you've got any feedback for us on the podcast or you know social media, DMs, whatever it might be. See you next week. Thanks, everyone. Hope you enjoyed. Yep. Thank you.